This is Commonwealth Real Financial Talk with Michael Widlake from Commonwealth Guardians. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Commonwealth Real Financial Talk with Michael Whitlake. Hello and welcome to Commonwealth Real Financial Talk. My name is Michael Whitlake from Commonwealth Guardians. And if you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, give us a call at 617-380-3440 or visit us online at commonwealthguardians.com. While at the website, you can click on the podcast page and check out the past shows and subscribe to our program either on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Please don't hesitate to reach out with us with questions or to set up a face-to-face or virtual meeting. So getting ready for retirement isn't a simple thing, and there's not one clear path that will see you through to the end. At different points in your life, retirement means different things. When you're 30 and still early in your career, retirement probably seems like a little more than a distant blip on the horizon. But when you turn 50, or 55, suddenly retirement isn't a blip on the horizon anymore. It's an image that's completely filling your windshield. The fact is preparing for retirement means different things at different points in your life and career. When when you're on the younger side, you might be certain that your retirement will mean living full-time on a sailboat, leisurely drifting wherever the current takes you. But when you're 55, the notion of keeping up a sailboat, both financially and physically, might sound like the last thing that you could possibly want to do. My point is that you must maintain both financial and retirement strategies that can be adjusted and grow and change. During today's shows, we're going to look at potentially useful steps when you're at three different stages, 10 years away from retirement, five years away from retirement, and one year away from retirement. But before we break down those three time periods, let me introduce you to my co-host, Tony Shore, who I'm told will have to delay his retirement for a full year thanks to those Taylor Swift tickets he just bought. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I, um, I'm not at all a Swifty fan. No offense to Swifty fans out there, Swifties, whatever you call them. I'm not a Taylor Swift fan, um, <laughs> but that's funny. Yeah, some of those tickets were going for amazing prices, and some people were fortunate enough just to get the face value, uh, went online and actually got some. Uh, I know people who went. They said it was an amazing show, three hours of music. And, yeah. Uh, that's pretty amazing, but she I'm not. She has a work ethic. She does have an amazing work ethic, but, yeah, not, not a fan. Um, uh, you know. Uh, but you're right. I mean, we change, uh, and, uh, sometimes in, in unexpected ways as we age, right? Uh, like a lot of people, when I was in my twenties, I thought I could shape the rest of my life into whatever I wanted it to be. Uh, it's like, um, who is it? Uh, is it Nick or Nate Bargatze? The comedian said in, right. in our twenties, if some friend calls and says, hey, hey, let's get together. You're always like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, let's go. I'll, I'll do whatever. You don't even ask what, uh, you're just like, sure. 
I'm up uh, you want me anything, to burn yeah. down my apartment? Sure. Uh, <laughs> you want me to drive? No problem. Uh, but then in our 30s, we're like, uh, where are we going? And then it's like, yeah, I'll drive separate. In <laughs> <laughs> exactly. our 40s, we're like, uh, no way. I'm not going out. And I can't believe you even asked me if I wanted to do something. Uh, <laughs> that's offensive to me that you thought I'd want to get together. Uh, but uh, that's how we change as we age, right? Definitely. And uh, it goes together with the financial plan as well. Uh, we have yeah. to be able to have it be flexible and adjustable so that when our attitudes change, that we're we're there and ready to do something about it. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, I think the older we get, the more we realize that Sometimes life is about uh, reacting as best we can to whatever happens to us. But uh, planning, especially for our finances and our retirement, is so important. I always say uh, to people that call me and ask me questions and ask for help is that uh, it's something that's so easy to put off that life gets in the way. And people know that these kinds of plans and decisions are really important, but, oh, I don't have time to think about that now. I got to do this, this, and this. And it, before they know it, they're 55 or 60 years old and wanting to retire and they don't know what to do. And that, that's really one of the big things we're going to cover today. Okay. So what's the first, uh, where do you want to start? So let's start with the 10 year Time frame. You're 10 years away from retirement. And there's a very interesting article on The Motley Fool that says, planning to retire in 10 years, these are the four things you should do first. Has some very interesting information for people who are at that stage a decade away from retirement. The good first step when you're a decade away from retirement might be to determine how much money you're going to need annually. And there's not a one size all fit answer for this question. The article suggests that 80% rule is likely to work for many folks. The 80% rule simply says that you should plan for having a financial strategy that provides you with 80% of what your pre-retirement income is to maintain your current lifestyle. And this is something that I run into a lot where people tell me, oh, I don't need anywhere close. I'm living on a lot less than what I make right now. But in my experience, that's not the way people live. And starting with this 80% and trying to get it somewhere between 80 and 100% does make a difference for people's lives. And while your percentage might be adjusted, if you plan to downsize significantly retirement or intend to travel frequently, 80% is just kind of a benchmark or a jumping off point. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's important to note. Uh, and I'm glad uh, you're talking about this today. I know that there are these rules of thumb out there, um, uh, but when it comes to determining how much retirement income you'll need to maintain your preferred lifestyle, uh, working with somebody like yourself is a must, I would say. It's, it may be a good move because you may be able to assess where uh, people's finances are currently and whether you know they can stay steady on toward retirement or if they need to make some adjustments, right? Well, I've got a number of clients that are in that exact situation. Hey, Mike, I'm 10 years away. Or, uh, you know, I didn't do what I was supposed to do earlier in my life. I want to make a plan for 10 years to get to where I want to go. 
And uh, yeah, it's it's incredibly important to think about th this first step. Okay, so what am I going to need? How do I get to that 80%? And that's the second thing. So how much money do you need to have saved uh, to provide you that 80% or 90% or 100%? Once you've decided how much money you need you're, during your retirement, the article recommends next using the 4% rule. Now the 4% rule, just like you said earlier, is a kind of a, Benchmark. No, what what word did you say? Uh, a rule of thumb rule that of people thumb. used to use, yeah. uh, but really uh, that was in a different time, right? Right. I, I would say that the 4% rule doesn't particularly work, but if you're 10 years away saying, okay, if I could get about 4% from my uh, package, it gives you a ballpark of the number that you need, the savings number. And that's where this can be valuable. It's not something to follow to the letter. Oh, I got $2 million. So I'm going to just tick, stick to the 4% rule and withdraw 80,000 a year. I'll be fine. Uh, unfortunately that doesn't work in today's environment. So, right. Uh, but taking that one step further, the 4% rule suggests that you can multiply 25 by your ideal income to get to the number that you need. And again, this is a benchmark. It gives you a ballpark. If you're 10 years away, you have something to shoot for. And it can be uh, tweaked and perfected over those 10 years period of time until you, until you get the right amount, till you get the right stream of income and the right amount of savings or you know maximize whatever you're able to do. Yeah, and that's why, again, you wanna work with a financial services professional, somebody like yourself. Uh, so you take some of the guesswork out of it. You, there's more actual planning and you really break down the overall picture and the overall numbers uh, rather than just, you know, doing what your brother-in-law did or using some rule of thumb, right? Exactly. Don't, uh, I have a lot of uh, clients that come from the federal employment service. And I often say to them, uh, that if they heard something from their coworker uh, and they think they can follow that, that 95% of it, it's wrong. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the, exactly. They're not, they're not there to help you with your plan. They did the best they could with their plan and uh, whether it worked for them or not might not mean that it works for you. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good point. Uh, that's a really good point. So, uh, you know, general guides are out there, but uh, you've got to have customization because everybody's situation is different and that's where you come in. So what do you have for us next? So lastly, this article recommends ensuring that your 401k selections match your risk tolerance. To me, your 401k may be the ideal reason to establish a relationship with a financial services professional if you haven't done so already. Are your stocks al well allocated and is it important to become more conservative with your finances as you age? Are you enrolled in a target fund? And if so, what does that mean for your overall financial strategy? These are all questions that a competent financial service professional would be able to help you address. Right. And I'm not going to name names, but I happen to know a guy, Michael Whitley. Right. <laughs> uh, so, 
<laughs> so how can our listeners, if they want to get a plan in place, Michael, how do they get a hold of you? So they can call my office directly at 617-380-3440, or they can go on my website and contact us and you can schedule a, an appointment right there on my on my page that fits in your calendar and my calendar. Excellent. Well, this has been a very helpful show so far today. We're breaking down some of the steps that people may want to take when they reach three different clear milestones before retirement, 10 years, five years, and then one year. So uh, where are we going to go next? So let's continue with today's theme, but pivot to the steps you might want to think about when you're five years away. There's an Investopedia article called Want to Retire in Five Years? What You Must Know. And it presents some info that I think can fuel our conversation today. Step one, according to the article, is when you're five years away from retirement, it's the same as the step when you were 10 years away from retirement. How much money do you think that you're going to need? How, when you crunch the numbers at the five-year mark and compare them to the 10-year mark, what changed? Do you still anticipate needing less income during retirement? Has your family situation changed in such a way that moving away from your current community is less likely? I would urge you to work with a financial service professional when adjusting your financial strategy to reflect what's changed from when you were 10 years away from retirement to five years, just so you make sure you're getting it right and, and remain flexible. That's the key. Be because if things change from the 10-year mark to the five-year mark, there's a pretty good chance you might need further adjustments as you move closer to your retirement date. Yeah, and I know you've said that to me before, that as people get older, they have to make adjustments to how they save and plan for retirement. So uh, there are plenty of good reasons here to work with somebody like yourself, but making sure those life changes are reflected in your financial strategy uh, that's as good a reason as any, I would say. You know, it's just like a, creating a health strategy. You're sick and you want to make sure you're making the right decisions about taking care of your health. Finances are not less important than that. They're right. Just as important, make, making sure you're right, because that's going to determine everything else as well. So the second potentially important step when you hit the five-year mark is to determine how long you expect to be retired. If you'll be 65 at your preferred retirement date, your retirement might last 20, 25 or more years. Would you be prepared for a multi-decade retirement? Now, if you're in good health and are taking steps to maintain that health, and if you have a history of family longevity, you might want to work with your financial service professional to devise a strategy that seeks to ensure as much as possible that you don't outlive your money. But preparing for a long retirement is about more than just money. Strategize how you'll fill your days. Will you play golf or pickleball every day? Work a day or two a week doing something enjoyable. In my opinion, you can't head into retirement without a plan for your personal and social life. Otherwise, you might find yourself sitting on your couch, staring at the walls day after day. And uh, let's face it, who wants that? Retirement right. is supposed to be fun. Well, exactly. And if you work 40 to 50 hours a week, 52 weeks a year for, let's say, 45 years, that's a lot of time that was spoken for. But once you're off the clock for good, you're going to have to figure out a productive way to fill that time. Uh, plus, you want to still have a purpose, a reason to get up each day. So that, that's kind of a trick, too, for retirees, isn't it? 
Oh yeah, that's really, I, I find that that's what really makes the difference for most people and knowing what they want to do and having a plan and f- filling their lives with things that they've been putting off for those 45 years of work. Oh, we'll do that when we're retired. And you know, related to how long you expect to live in retirement, the five-year mark, the next step is to consider long-term care insurance. Even if maintaining your health is something that you worked hard at, the fact remains that none of us can predict with true certainty what kind of shape our health will be in when we're 80 or 85. And long-term illness can be very costly. If you're concerned about protecting your retirement assets, you might wanna look into a long-term care kind of protection. Some policies pay for nursing home care or similar services should you need them. Expecting to use your savings to cover long-term care expenses could leave you with a quickly depleted nest egg, especially if you have significant enough assets that you wouldn't qualify for a Medicaid-supported nursing home care. If you're married, what would happen to your spouse if you became ill enough that it drained your savings? Long-term care insurance is another solid reason to sit down and chat with a financial services professional. Well, yeah, when it comes to retirement, it's like that old adage, plan for the best, but prepare for the worst. I, I, I think that's a good rule to follow. Oh, yeah. So that your next five-year step is to map out our expected retirement expenses. This is a pretty straightforward when you expect your fixed retirement expenses to be. This is things like housing your vehicles, your groceries. Next, consider what you're likely to spend in discretionary spending like travel, hobbies, and what's the combined total. Now I find that people generally underestimate this and they spend way more in their retirement. So you have to plan for that too. You may want to use your current budget as a starting point. Eliminate the things you're spending money on now that you're not likely to do during retirement like social security, taxes on your paycheck, like retirement savings, but everything else should count. And then add additional new expenses that will pop up during your retirement, like increased travel or increased hobby uh, activities. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not at the five-year mark yet, but if I was, I'd be inclined to want to overestimate my expected discretionary spending during retirement. That way I'd likely have the money I need for things like traveling or taking the grandkids to the amusement park, right? Well, and that's what I always recommend to people that I talk to overestimate rather than underestimate. If it's more right. money than you need, guess what? You can go back in your savings. If it's not enough, you're bitter about your lifestyle. Right. So yeah, finally you should, create a complete list of all your expected retirement income sources. This includes any personal savings, social security, benefit package, 401ks, IRAs, annuities, property income, investments, just about anything that you could utilize to provide you with retirement income. When you tally all this up and compare it with your expected retirement expenses, how does it look? Are you feeling good or are you nervous? Either way, reach out to your financial services professional who will help you make sense and sure of your numbers and offer ways to potentially better align your expected income and your expected expenses. Yeah. Yeah, that's huge. And again, you need to be working with a financial professional. And I know you offer a no charge consultation for our listeners out there. 
Uh, how can they get a hold of you to set that up? So we call it the getting to know you meeting and people can set up that meeting by calling my office directly at 617-380-3440 and Shanna, my assistant, will get you on the calendar or you can go to my website, commonwealthguardians.com, go to the contact us page and there's a way to just uh, create your appointment right on my calendar. All right. That sounds great. Now, today we're looking at retirement during three unique stages. When you're 10 years away from retirement, five years away, and one year away. We've had some terrific insights today that you've given us. What do you have for us in our final segment? All right. So we've covered the 10-year mark and the five-year mark. Now it's time to consider what you need to do when you're just a year away from retirement. And so another Investopedia article, the most important money steps to take the year before your retirement has some details that I found myself agreeing with as I was reading it. Step one, update your budget. Once again, we have to start with your budget, much as you did when you moved from the 10-year mark to the five-year mark. What do you expect your retirement uh, expenses to be? Then once again, compile your anticipated sources of retirement income. Are Are the totals balanced? After fixed expenses and housing, utilities, do you have enough money left over for a little fun? And don't forget to factor upcoming required minimum distributions or RMDs because an oversight about this could have you facing severe tax penalties. At the same time, don't withdraw more than you have to to avoid these penalties. Well, yeah, definitely. And that's some great advice and good tips. A strategy for RMDs sounds like an ideal reason, again, uh, to work with someone like yourself, right, Michael? Well, you know, I have people that I am helping that are in that kind of situation. They are living off of other assets and they don't need their retirement assets. And what to do with that is the big question of the moment. I think everybody should be thinking about what they should do with their tax deferred retirement savings right now. And so if you're one year away from retirement and you haven't yet turned 65, you might want to dedicate some time to learn as much as possible about Medicare. Learn about Medicare's four parts when you should sign up, what each of these parts covers and how much you're likely to pay for the premiums. Furthermore, get yourself educated about what Medicare doesn't cover coverage gaps and whether your current medical provider accepts Medicare. Then begin preparing to get yourself the best coverage at a price that fits into your financial strategy. Learn as much as you can about your policy before you have to use it. This way you'll be comfortable with how it works and will be less likely to get hit with expensive surprises. Depending upon how Medicare compares with your current coverage, you might want to schedule elective procedures strategically while you're still at the job in an effort to save money during retirement. Remember, Medicare doesn't cover things like dental procedures, glasses, contact lenses, and so address those as much as possible while you're still working and covered under your work plan. Well, and as we've talked about uh, before, Medicare is a source for anxiety for a a lot of people because uh, Medicare is an essential part of our retirement and financial strategies in retirement. And it's so easy to make mistakes. Uh, I have a consultant that I refer my uh, 
clients too, who just does Medicare and he walks people through, this is the best choice for you. Here's how we understand that. And really goes into great detail because it is incredibly complex and right. I, it, it, a simple mistake can cost you thousands and thousands of extra dollars. Right. Uh, so what do you have for us next? So although this likely isn't a good option for everyone, the article next recommends considering refinancing your mortgage before you retire. Going through the process while you're still working might make getting approval a little bit smoother. While you still can get approved while you're retired, the process is different because lenders calculate what you can afford using an asset drawdown or what they call the asset depletion method. Um, if you have a healthy amount of assets, you might have little trouble qualifying for refinancing, but if your asset picture is a little murkier, you might want to work through this refinancing process before you leave your career. And I want to address another thing that a lot of people bring up to me when I talk to them. Hey, I want to make sure all my debt is paid off. Oh, I read Dave Ramsey, every debt should be paid off before I retire. And there is good and bad debt and making sure you understand the difference and making sure we, you don't unnecessarily commit money to pay off debt because Committing money and paying off debt leaves you with less money to put into assets to utilize to live on a retirement and to get the money back out of your house or other debt is much more difficult than just taking it out of an asset account. Right. And, you know, you might be sacrificing growth in other areas. So you have to look at what makes sense and do the math. And that's where you come in because you always stress that, hey, a financial step that works for one person may not work for another. And it's the same with paying off a mortgage. Might be a wise move for one and entirely the wrong move for another. So that's where you come in. So uh, what's next? So uh, again, depending upon your age and your needs, the one-year mark might also be a good time to determine when to file for Social Security, if you haven't already. And if you haven't already filed, do you anticipate needing Social Security income immediately upon retirement? Or could you afford to wait? The government determines your monthly benefit on whether you've reached your full retirement age or are past it. If you file before your full retirement age, you'll receive a smaller payment. If you file after your full retirement age, you'll receive a larger benefit up to age 70. Now, if you if you don't already know this, you can determine your full retirement age on the Social Security Administration's website or by reaching out to your financial services professional. You also may want to chat with your financial services professional about how your other sources of retirement income can affect your Social Security benefit and how to make your Social Security benefit work together with your other retirement income sources. That's right. As I tell my clients, the tax man doesn't stop knocking just because you're retired. Yeah, that's true. You do have to pay taxes in retirement and uh, they can even tax your social security benefits. That's a great point. Well, uh, this has been a great show. Unfortunately, we're out of time. Is there anything else you want to add for our listeners before we go? So we've talked about a lot today. And if anything that we've discussed brings up your personal questions, reach out to us at my office at 617-380-3440 or go on my website click on contact us, commonwealthguardians.com, click on contact us and uh, schedule your time right on my calendar. 
and I'll be able to answer those questions and we can discuss how, you know, making sure you have enough information to make smarter choices for yourself about all of these things. All right. Well, thank you so much, Michael. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Commonwealth Real Financial Talk with our host, Michael Whitley. Thank you for listening to Commonwealth Real Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Michael Whitlake at Commonwealth Guardians. Call 617-380-3440 or visit them online at CommonwealthGuardians.com. Michael Whitlake offers investment advisory services through Gradium Advisors, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 877-885-0508, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Gradient Advisors, LLC, and its advisors do not render tax legal or accounting advice. Commonwealth Guardians is not a registered investment advisor and is independent of Gradient Advisors LLC insurance products and services are offered through Michael Widlake, independent agent. Commonwealth Guardians, Michael Widlake, and Gradient Advisors LLC are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration, the Federal Medicare Program, or any government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Calling this number will direct you to a licensed sales agent.